Hey, it's Kathy. I have something so fun to tell you about. You may know that the doors are open to my new program, The Abundance Method, but if you enroll by May 15th at 11.59 p.m. Pacific, you're going to get my signature business program also made to do this. That's a $3,000 program that you are going to get for free included if you sign up by May 15th, just before midnight Pacific time. Made to do this is a phenomenal program that has helped thousands of souls to start businesses, to be able to make a living doing something that they love. This is an incredible deal. You don't want to miss it. Go ahead and sign up at kathyheller.com slash join. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to another episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job. I am so glad that you're here. I love that we have the second episode now every week to just talk about you guys and your wins and your successes and also for me to get to answer some questions and give you more support. So we're going to dive right into that today. And I just hope that you heard Monday's episode with Melissa Camilleri because It's one of my favorite episodes. Melissa was a high school teacher and she wound up starting a business, making gifts and jewelry, but really the whole thing was based on sharing with people these ideas that they matter, that they're enough. Her business is called Shop Compliment. We're actually doing a giveaway. If you come to my Instagram, you can win some of her stuff because it is amazing. But I just find that that message can never be shared enough. You matter. You're a complete original. It brings tears to my eyes because I feel like I'm wrestling with this all the time when I'm talking to other people and also with myself. I know what it feels like to feel like maybe I could just disappear and nobody would care. You guys know, you've heard me talk about it. One of my favorite Broadway shows of all time is Dear Evan Hansen. I actually saw it for a second time last week when I was in New York. And it's about a high school kid who feels like all of us do. He wonders if he really matters. He wonders if he's kind of forgettable or if people would really notice if he just kind of disappeared. And I think that we all feel that way. And it's such a shame. And I felt that way. And it it, it always makes me cry, this musical, when I listen to it. And I listen to it so often in the car um, because I felt that way in high school. And I've struggled with that my whole life. When I was in high school, my parents also had a horrible divorce like the character in this play. And my dad started a new life and had a new family. And my mom was very depressed and suicidal. And I used to think that nobody really cared or noticed and I didn't feel seen. And so I I know what it feels like. And it's such a painful feeling. And I've spent the rest of my life just really trying to make every person who comes into my home or any person who I meet sitting next to them on a plane or a waitress or a friend, just really want them to feel seen, really want them to feel like they matter. And you do. You do. And that's why I want you to listen to this show. Because what I find amazing is that when I just kept soldiering on, not only did I figure out that what I had to say mattered, but I figured out that it doesn't matter if you have a PhD and it doesn't matter if you come from a famous line of people and it doesn't matter if you have a trust fund. What matters is that you own it and you share your story, and you care, and you have empathy for other people, and you take this unique set of gifts and skills that you have, and you allow yourself to be messy, and you make things, and you share things, and you give what you have to other people, and there will always be room for you because you are unique. Your story is unique. What you've lived through is unique, 
it's completely unique, your set of circumstances, how you got through it, how you see the world. So it's irrelevant. And so many people say to me, but Kathy, there's so many people painting, there's so many people songwriting, there's so many people blogging, so many people also have those cupcake shops that I want to have. So why does it matter? There's no room for me. And that's completely not true. It's a lie. Of course, there's room for you because there's only one you because no one's ever been you and no one ever will be you. So it's irrelevant what other people are doing. And I want you to get this and I want you to know this because the most important thing for you to have to achieve your goals, it's not even making a to-do list. It's really what you believe because what you believe determines what action you take. And so it's so important that you close your eyes and that you really think and get clear about what's true and what's possible. And you see beyond these limiting beliefs and you see beyond these stories and you see beyond these limitations because the more you can see see what's possible and the more you can see yourself being able to express things and the more you can allow yourself to push through all of the self-doubt and the more you're clear in your mind about what's really true, you're going to keep taking that action and it's going to keep be, being like a North Star. And, and of course, you're then going to stay in line because the more you can see it and the more you believe it, the more you're going to do about it. And so I'm really here to help you get that. And every week having different people on the show who are examples of that, I think is so inspiring. But you guys are also examples of that. And it's amazing to hear Melissa's story like we did on Monday, how she left her teaching job and started a multi-six-figure business, just letting people know that they're significant and that they're enough and making jewelry and little gifts for people and that that actually found its wings. And she didn't need millions of followers or even hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram in order to create a multi-six-figure business doing something that she loves, that she's proud of, that makes people feel that they are enough. So that is inspiring. But I want to talk a little bit about you guys now and let's share some of the wins that are going on in this community because it's really cool for you guys to hear about people just like you who are listening to the show and taking action and the momentum is starting to happen and it's so important. So let's dive in. So I got an email from Noli. She said, Hi, Kathy. I've listened to every single episode of Don't Keep Your Day Job since you started in January 2017. All I can say is thank you. Your podcast came into my life at a very pivotal moment. I had just quit physical therapy school and took on an apprenticeship at a circus school to train intensively to become a circus performer. I listened to your podcast during my one and a half hour commute from Orange County to LA every single day. I didn't realize it at the time, but you and the guests on your show changed my mindset and what I believed was possible. I didn't start circus when I was a kid and I'm not naturally talented at it. So for someone like me who started as an adult, many people have said that I couldn't get into this big elite circus company like they have in Montreal because simply I'm not what they're looking for. And after listening to your podcast, I realized that I have a story worth sharing through my art and that I'm not afraid to push the limits and share it. I've been in contact with one of these big Montreal companies for a year now. And on my honeymoon, I just got married a few weeks ago, I met with the casting director in Montreal. He said that he loves my work and my courage to come all the way to Montreal to personally meet with him. I'm so proud to say that I've a private audition for him and his panel in January, which is just nuts. And it's unheard of for this company to do that. Also, I met with one of the founders of another elite company in Montreal. In particular, she's one of my idols, one of the few women in circus that made it as a performer and a director who did not start circus as a child. Prior to meeting, I contacted her via Facebook Messenger. I'm totally not friends with her either. She said that my letter was the most touching thing she's ever read, and she wanted to meet with me, even though she's very busy creating her new show. Within 30 minutes of meeting her, I landed myself an assistant job to work directly with her on her shows and to train with her performers so that I could get integrated into the circus family. 
In January, I moved to Montreal with my husband, and we both couldn't be happier. It's an incredible feeling to be starting my professional performing career under the mentorship of a circus legend. Thank you for being you and helping people like me believe that the impossible is possible. The change in mindset that you and your podcast gave me is priceless, and I'm so grateful for you and the hope that you've instilled in all your listeners. Thank you so much again. All the best, Noli. Guys, how amazing is that? That's exactly what I've been saying to you. You can see, by the way, her videos and photos of these really cool aerial acrobatics that she does. You can go to her website at noliacoba.com, N-O-E-L-I-A-C-O-B-A.com, and go ahead and follow her on Instagram at N-C-A-C-O-B-A. It's amazing, Noli. It's amazing. And it's completely what I'm saying. The more that you believe that something's possible, the more you push past these limiting beliefs. Look what she did. She messaged somebody she's not even friends with on Facebook. She flew to Montreal to take that initiative. Look where that gets you. And she couldn't have done that if she kept feeding herself that same lie that she wasn't enough, that it was too late. If she kept believing that, she wouldn't have done all those other things. So I want you to really get clear about what's possible. And that's so inspiring. So thank you for sharing that story, Noli. You're amazing. Okay, here's another one. So this is another awesome one I got from Rebecca on Instagram. And she said, I absolutely love that you added another day. Cheers to my favorite podcast. I have so much I can share with you. It's crazy. But here are a few glimpses of a few accomplishments. And you helped me so much. Number one, I started a podcast January 1st after your episode about starting a podcast. I'm learning so much. 1,272 downloads are a win for me. I keep consistent, but a very humble start. Number two, my screen classes are doing well now in 200 stores and I sold 10 thousand seats. What? For a person that couldn't afford canvas and started painting on screen because I was so broke? Lord. Three, she says, I asked for $100,000 from a person I knew and I was just joking and she actually gave me the money. I got a chance to open my own franchise painting with a twist in Aurora, Denver, and I have a team of, of six amazing artists. We've been open for two months. Dreams can come true, just like Disney said. Anyway, love, 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 love you. You're sunshine in my life. Thank you. Rebecca, oh my gosh, I love this. You guys, she's at Rebecca Flo Art on Instagram. That's R-E-B-E-C-A-F-L-O-T-T art or check out her work at RebeccaFloatart.com. Rebecca, that is amazing. And it's another example of what happens when you start to just believe that things are doable and possible and reachable and figure outable. So that's incredible that you went ahead and started a podcast. It's amazing that you asked somebody for $100,000. You opened your mouth and asked for it and she actually gave you the money and you were able to open your own shop painting with a twist in, in Aurora, Denver. That's incredible. Absolutely incredible. You guys, listen to this. These are people who are listening to the show. These aren't the Jonathan Adlers. These aren't the Jenna Fishers. This isn't Mandy Moore. Those people are incredible, but we, we take it for granted, right? Because those are famous people. And we say to ourselves, oh, but how did they really do it? And maybe there's stuff that we're not hearing about. And they're so much bigger and they're so much further than me. These are your peers. Okay, here's another one. Emily posted this in our Facebook group. Don't Keep Your Day Job is the best podcast I've ever discovered, and it's inspired me to start playing music again with a new project called Hey Bertha. I quit my job working in New York City as a business director for a publishing company five years ago to traverse the country in a VW bus with two guys, a couple scraps of songs written, and a big dream. Everyone thought I was nuts. Years later, when people asked me what I did for a living, I was able to say I was a musician. They'd go, yeah, but what do you really do? Last year, I moved back to my hometown to take time to reclaim a piece of myself. The band broke up, and my mom passed away, and everyone said, okay, now that you've had 
some fun. What are you really going to do with your life? And for a moment, I had sworn off my dreams. I decided I was going to settle down and get a real job. And that lasted about a month. That restless bubbling in me has continued. And maybe I've been listening to too much of Don't Keep Your Day Job, running through the cornfields of my childhood town, or going to see the musicians I idolize but I find myself writing those scraps of songs on every napkin and every post-it note and I'm forcing myself to put out a new imperfect written song a week to get it going again. I'm so inspired by all of you following your dreams. You guys go ahead and give her some love. Her website is heybirthamusic.com. So cool. So inspiring. I'm so sorry that your mom passed away. I'm so sorry that people keep asking you, what are you really going to do with your life? And I'm so proud of you that you keep writing those songs on every napkin. And I love that you said that you're putting things out even when they're not perfect, because that's the way that we have to do it. And by the way, you guys, JK Rowling wrote Harry Potter on napkins. She was a waitress and it took her so long to get that first book published, but she kept going and she kept writing those things down. And it didn't matter to her when people told her she was crazy. She just kept going. And this is what we have to do. Here's another win I want to share from Kate. She posted this in our Facebook group. Hi, Kathy. I started listening a few months ago and love all the hope, faith, and inspiration that comes from this podcast. Here's a little about myself. I'm a college graduate with a math and physics degree that scares most people into thinking I'm really smart, but I'm just a hard worker. I got my first real job three years ago that sits me behind a computer all day. And no surprise, I found out it's not my life's dream. So many years and so much money working up to it. And now I feel stuck. Growing up on a farm taught me so many helpful things things, including what an entrepreneurial way of life looks like. I started a business with my, with my sister called Cozy Creations. It's a spinoff of our last name. And we started it a year ago. We're refurbishing secondhand furniture and farm equipment into lovely rustic chic pieces. Our goal is to take what people are throwing into landfills and turn them into lovely home decor, saving the world one piece of junk at a time. With the full-time job, it has been a struggle to get where we want to be in the business. And since it's creative, most of the time is spent working on all these pieces. However, we did go to our first craft show and we sold over $500 We were so pleasantly surprised. We're going to our second one this October and we hope to double our sales. Thank you for reading my story. We just need to keep giving to ourselves and being open to new things and God will show us the way. You guys, you can see their amazing refurbishment work on all the secondhand furniture. Go to their Facebook page, which is Cozy Creations and give them some love. C-O-Z-Z-I Creations. Go ahead and give them some love. How awesome is all of that? How cool is it to hear all that and all these different stories and then this is what happens. We hear it and we're like, yes, of course you should be refurbishing furniture. Of course you should be writing songs. Of course you should be opening that art shop. Of course you should be in the circus, right? That's what we're thinking. That's what their best friends are thinking. That's what your best friends are thinking. So we have to do our part. We have to keep listening to this podcast. We have to keep writing down whatever those beliefs are that we know are going to fuel us and really, really train ourselves to see beyond our limitations and to see beyond what other people have told us is possible. All right. So let's get into a few questions now. So Brooke is at Brooke Rambo and she messaged me on Instagram. She said, hi, Kathy. I just came from one of your podcast episodes. What's the story you tell yourself? I'm an aspiring writer. I have poetry on my Instagram and just finished my first novel. I'm trying to get my book published. I've submitted a query to a literary agent I really liked, but I'm in the waiting game and haven't heard anything back for almost a month. I know I need to keep trying and keep submitting queries, but I'm also navigating my way through a whole new world of writing, publishing, and marketing. Do you have any advice or resources for me? Thank you. You're inspiring and I love listening to your podcast. It makes me feel closer and more connected to my dream. Hey, Brooke. Okay, so here are some thoughts. First of all, it reminds me of Jeff Goins, who was on our podcast. You should check out that episode. But also, Jeff has incredible classes on writing, and he has an amazing book called Real Artists Don't Starve. And it also reminds me of Martha Beck, who was on this podcast, and you should check out that episode. And Martha also have, has classes for writers. 
But aside from those two incredible people who I think could lead you to tons of resources, one thing I want to say that Jeff reminded me of is how when he wanted to transition full-time to be a writer, he said that the thing he realized he would need is an audience. He knew that if he was going to start a blog, he knew that if he wanted to write books, he would need people to buy them or to read that blog. And so one thing that I would tell you that's so important I would tell you to be creating an audience. I would tell you to be figuring out ways to write consistently and to share your writing with people who care. And so I would think about guest blogging for blogs that have an audience that you think is similar to the to the people who would read your message. I'd be posting on Instagram as often as possible, hopefully once a day. I'd be posting on Facebook, creating a Facebook group if you want to, starting conversation. Thinking about ways of creating an audience is so, so key. You could even arrange storytelling evenings. You could bring people together in your community. You could rent a theater space. You could have people get up and share eight minutes of their life story or read something they wrote or read a piece of poetry. But whatever you can do with your own two hands to create an audience is really huge. For me, I can tell you that three years ago, I started writing a book and it was on songwriting, which is what I knew at the time and what I felt compelled to write about at the time. And I reached out to many, many different publishers and many different agents and every single person said, no, no one was interested. And two years ago, I started a podcast. And a week after my very first episode launched, I got an email from a lit agent who said that she loved my podcast and she felt that what I had to say was worthy of being in a book and that people would listen and people would buy it. And she was so wanting to talk to me. And I got on the phone with her and she said that she loved what I was saying. And I realized that the reason that Macmillan was interested was not just because they felt that what I had to say was valuable, but because I had a platform. Because in today's day, if you're going to publish a book, the most important thing is that when it actually comes out on the shelves, that people know about it and people buy it. Otherwise, you can self-publish. So I think that the most important thing here is to remember that you have so much that you can create and creating an audience is within your control. Today with the smartphones, today with our laptops and our Wi-Fi, you can do so much from your own bedroom. I want you to just start reaching people with your message and writing and sharing however you can, whether you're gathering people together in your living room and sharing something you wrote once a week and having some wine and cheese, or you're posting things, you're doing some reading on a Facebook group and you're encouraging other people to also share what they're writing. You can do so much to get this message across, but what's really important is to create an audience. Secondarily, I would say, it's important not to reach out just to one lit agent or one publisher, but to keep reaching out to as many people as possible. But I think that while you're reaching out, it's important that you're doing the work. And I say this to songwriters as well. Those days of people getting record deals that were just like found singing in a church gospel choir, it's sort of a different landscape today. It, today in the world, people are worried that things are not going to sell and they can't take a risk that they, like they used to just on pure talent. So it's really important that we realize that we don't have to wait for anybody. There are no excuses. It's actually pretty cool. We can start things just from our own laptop, from our own Instagram, from our own Facebook, from our own blog page. And I would encourage you to be looking and thinking about how you can be connecting with your audience and showing up for them. And once you have an audience and people are reading your blog or people are reading what you're writing or you're creating a community around yourself, it's going to be easier to show a publisher, hey, look what I'm doing. Or you can be self-publishing at that point and maybe your second book gets a bigger publishing deal or maybe at that point you don't even need one. But I would think about working on building your audience. If you guys want to connect with Brooke and recommend any resources or other advice to her, she's at Brooke Rambo, B-R-O-O-K-E-R-A-M-B-O-W on Instagram. I'm sure she'd be happy to hear from you. 
Okay, here's another question from Janias. Hi, friends and fellow dream chasers. I wanted to pose a question to you all since I'm currently struggling with this. I have a day job, but I hate it. It drains the joy from me and I don't have any energy to work on myself, especially during the week. The stress and negative energy severely stifles my creativity and makes me more fearful. I'm fearful of investing more time into working on my crafts. I'm fearful of taking next steps. I just get so paralyzed. I think it's stemming from my job and affecting other parts of my life. I know exactly what I need to do to move it forward, but the negative energy has me feeling stuck. Is anyone else dealing with this and how are you moving past it? Oh my gosh, such an important question. And I'm sure so many of us can relate to this because we all feel like this sometimes. She later added that she's been reading Julia Cameron's book, The Artist's Way, and also working on seeing a therapist and using that productive energy to fuel her passion. But the thing that's still missing is a plan, she said. So here's some of the feedback that you guys gave her on our Facebook group. You guys have to come over to the Don't Keep Your Day Job Facebook group because there's such a supportive community there. So here's what some people responded to her. Laura said, Take away the pressure. Be kind to yourself. If there are days when you just can't do anything apart from your job, then that's okay. On the days when you feel you can do more, then do and make sure you celebrate. I wonder if making an amazing morning routine would help you. It's a great way to get those essential things done, like looking after you before the day even starts. Then no matter how the day turns out, you can feel reassured that at least you were taken care of for that day. Elizabeth said, the job is not the problem. That's a neutral. It's your thoughts about it. And that needs to change. You could change jobs or leave, but if you don't work on your thoughts, you will be in the same situation over and over again. Start looking for positives about your job. Start saying to yourself different mantras like, I got this, or I can do hard things, or whatever is true for you. As far as being stuck and fearful, that is your brain trying to keep you out of danger. You're not in any danger. Again, it's just your thoughts. When it comes to your crafts, just start with one small thing or set aside some short time to work on it. Put music on and go. Inspiration comes when we're working. Good luck. You got this. And finally, Sarah said, see if you can give yourself a timeline, a plan, and find a project you're passionate about to get back into your crafts. Once I gave myself an out for my day job, it stopped being as stressful. I didn't even set a hard quitting date. I just started to visualize what I was going to do next. I know I'm not financially ready yet, but I can see the path to that day. And since I hadn't made anything in a while, I treated myself to a project just for me and worked on it one piece at a time until it made me so excited I couldn't put it down. You guys, how amazing is this group? You guys, I think, could have your own podcast. You hear all the wisdom that just comes out of you so naturally. Thank you for supporting one another. So my two cents is is really similar to what everyone else is saying. And it, it has to do with what you believe. It has to do with what you believe is possible. I think that our thoughts are ultimately, you know, the biggest culprit. And I think what we have to do is proactively every single day, make it our job to change that story. And I think we have to expect that it might go to that place because it's it's what's out there. It's what we've been taught. It's what we've been told. It's what's been modeled for us. So we have to keep expanding that which we think is possible. And we have to know that that is our Achilles heel. We have to know that that is probably going to come up. And if we're not proactively giving ourselves um, that sort of medicine, those thoughts, and, and really reinforcing what really is possible, we have to know that we're probably going to come back to a place of feeling like it's, it might be hopeless. So it is really important. And how can you do that? Is there a podcast you can listen to every morning? Is there a few takeaways you can write down that you just repeat to yourself every morning? It sounds like you've been doing the artist way. So that's awesome. Maybe writing down those morning pages is, is going to start to help. Everybody feels this way. Everybody gets nervous that there's not enough time or that it won't work out or that it's hopeless. But look at the reality look at the evidence. Every single week, I have somebody on the show who proves that that's, that that's not true and that things are possible. And Chris Skillabo has a show where every single day he does an episode about someone who started a side hustle. That might be something to really help you see what's, what's doable, but it is doable. 
there is room for you. And I hope that you continue to allow yourself to make messy things. I think that's really helped me. You know, writing this book, I sometimes feel really overwhelmed and I start to shut down and I I just look at that cursor blinking on the screen and I, I can't write. And then I tell myself, Kath, make the messy version, make a crappy chapter, just make something, just make something. And inevitably, when I take the pressure off, I start to make good things and great things. And then I have an idea to reach out to somebody or to just try something. And I think you might want to go back and listen to the How to Stop Overthinking It episode because that might also help. So Brittany posted in the Facebook group, she said, Hi, after months of listening to Kathy, I finally joined her Facebook group. So excited to brainstorm and support others in their entrepreneurial journey. I'm in the beginning stages of starting a business. Very exciting, very scary, and I could really use some outside perspective and help. My question is, how can I determine if there's a strong market for my service? My business is creating mini movies from photos and videos of people's vacations, holidays, special family moments. Oh my gosh, I love this. My current concern is that the videos take a long time to produce. They're roughly four to six hours for a three-minute video, so they would be rather expensive. I wonder what value people would see in the product, what they're willing to pay for. My goal, I want families to be able to easily pull things up on their PC, Facebook, or YouTube and recap all the exciting, most cherished, special life events that they've had anytime, anywhere. Any supportive feedback, advice, suggestions are welcome. Brittany, I love this. My sister, Barbara Heller, actually makes these for us for my kids' birthdays and sometimes for holidays. And she'll give it to us as a gift. And I love watching those little montages. They're amazing. I think this is an incredible idea. I think people would love it. So here's what we got to do. I would go back and listen to the episode on how to find your tribe. I think that it's so important. And we talked about this in the episode on how to quit your day job. It's so important to validate your idea. So I want you to start to test this. I want you to think about the people already in your life who might be in the target market and maybe have them over for some snacks and have a focus group and share this with them and ask them what they'd be willing to pay for it and ask them if there's something that they're interested in. Then you can go to the next level. You can go to your kid's school and have an evening where you meet with some of the moms and provide some refreshments and ask them the same questions and really get their feedback. Ask them if this is something they like. Ask them what kinds of ways that they would like it. Ask them what kind of technology they have all their films on. Try to find out what really is going on in the community, what their needs are, what their pain points are, and figure out what the price point is because all of this information is within reach. It's all out there. You just have to start talking to your target market. And then just like Melissa did, and she talked about this on Monday's episode with her jewelry, she'd sell stuff at the school, she'd open a little booth at a fair. And next thing she knew, it just grew and grew and grew and the orders came and came and came. There is definitely an audience for this. You have to just test it and start a dialogue with those people. I personally think it's a great idea. I definitely would pay for it. I'm not exactly sure what that price is either, because I'd have to gather some data and figure out what people really want and what they care about. But another thing you could do is post it on your Facebook page. Let your friends know this is something you're thinking about. You could even start a Facebook group all about like people sharing memories or having conversations about how they make the most of memories. And then maybe from there, you can ask those people what they think about this idea and you could even start testing it. And maybe another thing you can do to get exposure is reach out to people like me or other people who have a bigger audience or even people who have a bigger audience than me and offer to make something like this for them for free in exchange for some exposure. And you could ask them what they think about it. But this is definitely a great idea. I definitely would pursue it. I love it. Love, love, love it. And I hope that that was helpful. If you guys have any thoughts for her, go ahead and post them in our Facebook group. It's the Don't Keep Your Job Facebook group. And you can let Brittany know what you think about it. And maybe you think it's a great idea or what you would maybe pay for it. 
All right, so a couple announcements. Uh, we have the Don't Keep Your Day Job live event. It's a two-day event, and it's going to be October 4th and 5th. I cannot wait. There are still a few tickets available. We have amazing guests that are going to be there, including Matthew Del Negro from Scandal, Melissa Camilleri, who was our guest this past Monday, Wayne Fetterman, who's an incredible comedy writer. There's going to be tons of amazing people there speaking. We're also going to have some one-on-one -on -one mentoring sessions. You can get 30% off your ticket with the code DREAMJOB30, and you can get the link to tickets in the show notes on iTunes or just go to don'tkeepyourdayjob.com slash workshop and you can get tickets to this event October 4th and 5th. If you'd like the chance to win a ticket and a $50 gift card to Apple, here's what we're asking you to do. We want you to share the show. We want you to share the show with people. We want you to send a text message about this episode or any episode. We want you to send an email about this podcast or any episode that you love. We want you to send a Facebook. We want you to basically just share the podcast with your friends. So go ahead and send us a screenshot when you share it. Send it to me by Monday, September 17th and you'll be entered to win one of five $50 Apple gift cards plus a free ticket to the Don't Keep Your Day Job workshop in October. So you can send me a DM of that screenshot on Instagram, or you can send it to me at hello at don'tkeepyourdayjob.com. And I will choose five of you who've shared the show to win a $50 Apple gift card plus a free ticket to the event. Also, come on over and follow me on Instagram at kathy.heller. You'll see on Monday, I posted an audio clip of Melissa Camilleri's interview, and we're doing a giveaway to her store, Shop Compliment. All you have to do is make sure that you read the directions in that post. It's super, super simple. All you have to do is follow that post, and you will be entered to win $50 to her Shop Compliment store. Amazing jewelry, amazing gifts there. You can either keep or you can give it away to a friend. So we're going to be choosing winners tomorrow, Friday, September 14th. So there's two giveaways going on right now. So come on over and find it. Last announcement is I want to continue to share these stories. So please send these over. You can send them to me at hello at don'tkeepyourdata.com. You can send them to my Instagram DMs. I respond to every single one. You can post it in our Facebook page. But I'm also looking to feature some of these stories in the book that I'm writing. And that book is due in a few weeks. So if you want to get your stories in the book, if you want them to be featured, then please, please send us these stories. They're so inspiring. You guys are the best. I love you so much. I'm going to leave you with a song of mine. If you haven't already, please share the show. If you haven't already, please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps us to climb the charts. It helps other people to find the show. You guys are the best. Thank you guys for tuning in. I know you have so much you could be doing with your time. It means the world to me that you choose to spend it here. I hope that you keep feeling what's possible. I hope that you keep knowing how incredible and how special you are. You are an original and what you have to say matters. Get busy, make messy things and incredible things are going to sprout from that. I love you. I'll talk to you guys on Monday.